Oh, the timing of you, Nick, is impeccable. I'm walking, and there's someone cutting their grass, so I started jogging. So you get to enjoy the first 30 seconds of this of me jogging with lawnmowers in the background. Because <laughs> this is a healthy podcast. We believe in exercise. I just had a steak, and I got back from the gym like an hour, like about a half an hour ago or 45 minutes ago. So very healthy. Oh, this, part's, this part's uphill. This is what it must have felt like to be a George Mason baseball player this weekend. Running uphill. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we what did an it. intro. What an intro. I might need about 30 seconds to catch my breath. So, Nick, you want to <laughs> say hello to the listeners? What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Just Means Less ACC podcast with your hosts, a panting Micah Butel and Nick Dioli. Um, I'm not panting. I will start panting now if you want me to. <laughs> it is the Thursday night before Super Regionals, um, and we are set to preview what's going to happen over the weekend. So, Micah, how are you doing? Well, I want to take this moment. Our listeners have no idea what I'm about to do, but I am taking my talents to the Winston-Salem Regional on Saturday afternoon. Go Deeks. So it's official. Go Deeks. So if you still give me that ticket, then yes, go Deeks. <laughs> all right, all right. Yes. And Monday, too. It actually kind of worked out perfectly, Nick, with the whole, like, not do Sunday thing. Because that was the one that I was like, that one's the toughie. Because those of you that don't know, I am the, I call myself the troll. But technically, my job is DJ of the Kingsport Axman baseball team. That is a Major League Baseball draft league, the Appalachian League. Um, so, but I, I call myself the troll because... Uh, that's basically what I do is just troll the other team the whole game. I don't actually do music. I just troll teams. So it's going to be great. So but they play Saturday. They play Saturday night and Sunday evening. So. so what you're telling me is you are going to drive here, catch the game on Saturday, drive back to King, and then come back if there's a Monday game? That is 100% correct. All right, so this if this is 100% confirmed, I'll go ahead and text Cam right now to add on another ticket. Now, the million-dollar question, though, Nick, is do I have the balls? Because I don't want to waste a day off. So I guess this is how we'll kick it off. We'll preview the Winston-Salem Super Regional. Do I need to take Monday off? Do you need – oh, because you don't, we don't know what time the game is, right? We don't know if they're going to be playing it. Yeah, or playing. That's right. I mean, hell, we don't even know Sunday's time. Yeah, we don't know Sunday. And that's why the Sunday one was, in my sense, almost a blessing that that's the game that he doesn't have. Because I'm like, if they play Sunday afternoon, then, like, sure, I'll stay in Winston-Salem. But if they play Sunday night, like, then I guess I could do Sunday night to Monday. But, like, it almost worked out because Winston-Salem is really only two hours and 45 minutes from me. So it's not – it's not an easy trip by any means, but it's not like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be dying. I mean, it's literally almost one way just to Charlottesville, basically the same distance, like an hour shorter. But so anyways, yeah. So do I need to take Monday off, you think? Because uh... I mean, technically I can take it off and always revoke it later, but like, that's not fun. This is more of a, Let's live on the edge kind of thing. You know what? 
live on the edge and you, my friend, need a day of rest. Go go be with your girlfriend. Do something. She has to like, work on Monday. What do you mean go be with my girlfriend? Well, the, I don't know, Micah. You are like you, – you travel anywhere to go see D3 lacrosse, dude. I mean, that's not wrong. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, go ahead. I, I, think, I think you should take Monday off. Yeah, but – yeah. See, the thing is, though, selfishly, like, kind of like, let's not take it off. And then if I need to take it, like, if I'm going to take a day off, I want it to be worth a day off. If that makes any sense. Because, like, that Monday, right, I can, I mean, I'm, I'm literally able to not work a full day. Like, we don't have enough going on for me to be at the office the full nine hours or whatever it is I'm technically supposed to be there for. But anyways, we can talk about that all we want. But you're making me feel like you're not confident that Wake's just going to get in, get out, and be ready to go to Omaha on sun, uh, Sunday night. No, if, if we're getting ready to do this preview, I'm very confident about this will be in and out real quick for the Deeks. So what do I need Monday off for? Just in case, you know, because, like, they, they have to reserve tickets. But if you don't want Monday off, my guy, it's up to you, man. Hey, if he reserves me the tickets, I can always take the Monday off that Sunday night. Well, I'm, te- I'm texting Cam right now. And I'm typing your name, your phone number, and your email address. Do it. So your number is – no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, honestly, man, the uh, consistent – Amount of listeners we have want to have my phone number, they can have it. But, <laughs> but, anyways, so yeah, surprise everybody. Mike and Nick will be boots on the ground. Um, I will. Did I, had I talked to you? I don't remember when we recorded. Had I sold my tickets yet for the Charlottesville Regional when we had talked? I think you had said, like, I think you did say you you sold them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that money is going straight to gas money to Winston Salem. So that's clutch. Very clutch. Um, hey, you can have some Diolis while you're here. See, Nick, that's what I was gonna say. Was before I, I decided to make my commitment. So I officially, unfortunately, took all of the uh, balls that were in my court, and now they're out of them. But I was gonna make like a like a you know one of those hostages deals. I was like, I'm not coming, you know, unless you provide me the goodies. Which, for those of you who don't know, the goodies, chicken parm from Dioli's. Oh, like, honestly, that might be worth driving to Winston-Salem for. And then I get baseball on top of it. Wow. <laughs> Talk about the dream. By the way, I don't know if Nick mentioned this, so I'm going to let Nick be the humble guy, and I'll be the one that brags for his family. Can you name a restaurant in the country that is going to be serving the top team in college baseball both breakfast and lunch? On the first day of regionals? Oh, that's right. There's only one, and it's Dioli's. So shout out to Dioli's. Dude, everyone that thinks we've just been hyping them up, trying to give Nick, you know, I have a buddy who's like, who listens, he's like, is it really that good? Is it, Are you just trying to hype up, like, your co-host thing? I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, I didn't even know this place was good. And so, like, I mean, I heard it, but then I had it. Like, I made Nick bring me a – I mean, Nick, Nick obviously can describe it, but – what, you probably brought me, like, five to ten pounds worth of, like, I don't want to say crap because it's like it's not good. Five to ten pounds of just an assortment of deli items for me <laughs> to then munch on for the next, like, two weeks. And I still was mad at Nick because he only brought me one chicken parm sandwich when we met <laughs> up in Boone. 
So that should tell you how good this place is. Like, if I didn't care, I wouldn't have been so salty about only one chicken parm. I mean, so, what did I give you? I gave you some focaccia. I gave you some. Dude, whatever. I still can't remember what they're called. And you can, you will like, you're, whatever the Italian donut is. What is that oh, called the exactly? That's what the Zeppelins. When I tell you guys that those things are what I imagine, like, getting with your dream girl would be that is that <laughs> like if you know like how everyone has their like one celebrity crush that they would risk it all for that's what i feel like that moment is like it's just so good i mean nick hyped them up and i'm like ah sure they're probably just like every other like you know german donuts and you know whatnot there was something about them like dude they sat in that container in just a microwave not like cooked up just in there for safekeeping for two days and we're still just as soft as when you gave them to me so i don't know what the secret was but i like it and it works yeah so yeah they're they're good i mean like they 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 lasted i mean like i drove what an hour and a half to boone we made them in the morning so imagine what they would taste like micah taste like micah when you wake up saturday and you get a couple before you head to. Uh, so what time do I need? What time do I need to be at the Oli's on Saturday morning? Is the question. Dude, you come Saturday morning, you're gonna run into all the Wake Forest parents, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, dude, I'm I'm so excited you're coming. You're gonna meet the Wilkin family. You're gonna meet the Manassi family. You're gonna meet uh, Jeff Kurtz, my guy. Like, you're gonna meet everybody. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so stoked, dude. I've already. I've decided that if Virginia and Wake both get to Omaha, I'm just dropping all priorities and I'm just going out to Nebraska. I already miss being there just in general. And then you can tell me my two favorite teams are going to potentially be there. Dude, if both are there, I can't miss that. <laughs> right. like, I would be so mad if I didn't at least try to go for like a day or two. So anyways, yeah, I'm stoked. It's going to be awesome. I'm not going to have much sleep, but there's going to be Do- Dioli's waiting for me. So, do uh, you guys have a, uh, a, a – I'm guessing, because I remember when I was there the one time in-store with my brother, the girl literally came in and got, like – I think she just got a cannoli and then a coffee. Y'all have solid coffee, don't you? Yeah, it's good. Like, I, I'll have our coffee. Yeah. Like, I, I think I might need an iced coffee too, Nick. I know I'm asking a lot for the old uh, expense report, but – you know, I'm just just asking kindly. You know, a little iced coffee wouldn't hurt anybody driving six hours. Unfortunately, we trip. only do drip. We don't have iced coffee. But oh, you don't do uh, okay because because we're in the same complex as Starbucks. We can't do specialty coffees, which oh, is fine. Like that makes. I don't sense. think we were ever going to do that anyway. Yeah, but that makes sense. Wow. Yeah, but what we have, Micah, that I think you would like is a Foothills cold brew can in our fridge. Ooh, okay. So I, I like those a lot. Every now and then I will have myself a cold brew if it's very hot in the morning. So Ooh, yeah, those okay. are good. That might have to be the move then. All right. Well, so the problem, so the big question here, Nick, is which shirt is cooler? I know, guys, this is not – we're not talking a lot of college baseball right now. I promise I got one minute more of shenanigans and then we can be done. Which shirt is going to be the better shirt to wear Saturday? My iconic Rake Forest shirt or the iconic Dioli shirt? Ooh. Should we because, put out I a mean, poll? I mean, yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think the Rake Forest shirt 
considering the scenarios better. Yeah, yeah. But but the only shirt is kind of gas. I wore it. By the way, you'll find this funny. I never I never told you this story. I wore it out. Uh, me and a buddy went out when I was actually in Charlottesville. We went out to you ever heard of Bodo's Bagels? It's probably like the closest thing to Dioli's in terms of like if you're in Charlottesville, you know what Bodo's is. Like, okay. it's kind of like that place. Like, if you're not from Winston Salem, you might not know what Dioli's are, but if you are from Winston Salem, you're like, oh yeah, Dioli slaps. So, anyways, I was at Bodo's. We were leaving. I had a sausage egg croissant. Or uh, bagel, I mean, not croissant. Jeez, what am I talking here? Uh, and we were leaving, and we were walking over to Mincer's, which is like the UVA like fan store place, right across the street. And I get probably 10 steps from walking inside Mincer's, and someone goes, Dioli's in uh, Winston-Salem? And I, like, turn around. I'm like, oh, shirt? And he's like, yeah, yeah, Dioli's, like, I love that place. And I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. I know the, I know the owner's family. He's like, oh, that's sick. Like, I grew up, I guess he grew up, uh, he went to Reagan. So, like, oh, no he goes way. To, but he goes to UVA now. So he's like, dude, I love the Every time I go home, I try to get it. I'm like, well, man, let me tell you, I know a guy. <laughs> that's so, see, I told you that you would get recognized man. in that shirt. I'm just, I'm just mad I got recognized at UVA. I can't even have UVA, Nick. You're still cooler than me in Charlottesville. And you probably never even stepped foot in Charlottesville. So, a little salty about that one, but no. Anyways, Nick, I'm so amped for regionals to start. Obviously, my boys kick it off tomorrow. Uh, it sounds like they are going to play ball. I don't know if you saw that floating around Twitter or not, Nick, but for a while there, and UVA fans, because I love UVA fans to death, but there are a lot of UVA fans that sit one way politically, and then sit on the very far other side politically. And so they were getting after each other on, should masks be required? Should they even be playing ball? Because the, you know, the, um, the air quality index was so terrible. Oh, like, you've got to be kidding me. And, and I was sitting there, Nick, and my only response, because I agree, like the air quality, like I don't think player safety or fan safety is worth playing ball and you can push everything back a day, right? But, and here's my big but, the air quality was worse today than it is going to be tomorrow. And these teams literally practiced for an hour and a half today. <laughs> so, like, if it was so bad, like, they're going to – they would just practice tomorrow instead of play. And if, like – and I hate to be that guy, but if you're a fan that has tickets and don't want to go, don't go. Like, it's back like, to the I, whole COVID debate. Like, oh, you don't want to go beyond catch COVID. Then don't go. <laughs> yeah. Pretty like, simple. I, I mean, tickets on StubHub right now are 120 bucks. I promise you, unless you bought them off a reseller, you're probably gonna get your money back and more. <laughs> like so. I know, I I know the the Nats game got postponed today, yeah. but I mean, I, again, that's farther up north. You're closer to where all those fires are, and I get it. Like if the air quality is like China, then I get it. But what what makes me laugh is the mask thing. Like we all know the truth about the mask. What makes you think that they're actually? They didn't work against COVID. What makes you think they're going to work against a wildfire? Like, come on. What are, we, what are we talking about here? Like, I get if you have to postpone it. But if for what you're telling me, and I didn't know this until you just said it, Micah. I didn't know that there was this debate going on whether to do that or not. But if the air quality is getting better day by day, they should just play tomorrow. And if the players yeah. are practicing. Yeah. And, like, again, I'm not picking an agenda or whatever, but the ones that are saying to wear masks, are then the ones denying because there's rumors that it has plastic and it's not just a regular like wildfire. And if 
if it's got plastic, then you're saying the masks are important, then like, wouldn't you agree that it's plastic? Cause I mean, I'm not trying to say that like normal smoke's not bad for you, but um, you don't normally have lung cancer from breathing in wood. Right. So, so anyway, I hate to break it to you. There are microplastics in everything. Thanks to us. So yeah, true. Like, it's not going to hurt. I'm sorry. There are microplastics everywhere, dude. So exactly. So like, no matter where both sides, I think it was like, it was the stupidest thing I saw. Like, and like, it was literally a verified, like it's called streaking across the lawn. It's like, it's the blogger. So dear It's the SB nation of UVA. Yeah. So obviously if you know blogger, you know, blogger, so dear, it's the same thing. And they were going at it with like the right wing people that are UVA fans. I'm like, what are we doing? It's the stupidest thing ever. Like yeah. if, if, if the NCAA says they don't play fine, we play Saturday, just make game one, push everything back a day. If they say we're not playing or we are playing then just let them play. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to be that jerk, but uh, UVA and Duke are uh, <laughs> on the more conservative side when it came to COVID <laughs> on that sense. Like, you know, in terms of they were way quicker to be like, eh, COVID, we're not playing. So if both schools say it's okay, then uh, I'm guessing that their medical people are probably smarter than the guy that runs a UVA fan block. Right. So at least when it comes to that. So anyways, that's all I have on that debate. But we got baseball tomorrow. Um, I guess what I want to know, Nick, before we get into it, we could rank our regionals that we like. I, I do want to know your top three, but we can talk about them after we preview them. Or as we go, you can say, hey, this is my top three. I do want to know, though, which day of opening games are you more excited for, the Friday or the Saturday? And in case I'm sure you're like me, Nick, who thinks he knows it but doesn't 100% know who's playing what day because I only really remember the ACC ones. Tomorrow is Duke, Virginia at noon, TCU, at Indiana State in Fort Worth, because in case you didn't know, Nick, Indiana State, I mean, I would be pretty disappointed in TCU if they would have fought this, but TCU did grant Indiana State the right to be the home team for two of right. the three games. So at least, like, on the scoreboard and stuff and uniforms and who hits last, like, kudos to TCU on that. So technically it's an Indiana State home game tomorrow. That's at 5 on ESPNU. South Carolina, Florida is on ESPN2 at 6. And Oral Roberts at Oregon at 8 on ESPNU as well. Then the Saturday slate, of course, kicks off with Alabama Wake at noon on ESPN. Then Kentucky LSU, 3 o'clock on ESPN. Tennessee at Southern Miss on ESPNU at 3 o'clock. And Texas Stanford at 6 o'clock on ESPN2. So of those opening days, obviously the other four teams from Friday will be playing Saturday too, and I excluded them from the slate. Which opening day are you most excited for? I think I'm way more excited for Saturday slate. Ooh, uh, okay. Because, obviously, A, I get to be at the Wake-Alabama game. That's going to be very fun. Whoa, uh, whoa, prime. whoa. We? We. we okay, we. you know. I'm, I'm still getting used to that you're coming. You can, so. you can. You, I was just looking very uh, TMI there. But, yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> we both have pause. that thought pause um um what i was gonna say was you know don't forget about me i know like this is your show now nick but like we you get it you're the big guy that's got got the players putting us on the guest list i get it 
it's your show now. I'm Dude, just here no. to like facilitate. Listen, <laughs> when, when I introduce you to the family and friends, like I'm like, hey, this is Micah. He helps me run the account. They're gonna be all over you, dude. They're they're gonna love you. Like they love our our stuff, dude. Um, uh, that's great. Yeah. So I like Saturday's opening day slate better, a because we get to go to the Wake Alabama game. You get to see Rhett Lauderdale again, which is gonna be fun. Yes, I forgot about that. Let's go. <laughs> yep, you get to see oh, Rhett. Yes. That's gonna be. A I didn't even. Th- I didn't even think about it. Cause it's Saturday, so I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be Hartle or it's gonna be Sean or it's gonna be. Heck, after the way Keener pitched, it could be Keener. Yeah. But, oh, yes. Yeah, so. Oh, and Alabama strikes out a shit ton. So there yeah. might be 20 strikeouts. Rhett might strike out Alabama more, more than he did Maryland. So. I need to pull up those stats. But I, when, I, when I previewed the Tuscaloosa Regional, like, going through my stuff last week, I was amazed. They're like, oh, Alabama either crushes the ball or they're whiffing. Got it. <laughs> Like, yeah, um, well, Alabama's guaranteed to hit at least one run in each game because I mean let's just be real the couch is a launching pad. Yeah. But <laughs> other than that though, but um, let's see what what else. Uh, I mean you get to cap it all off with Stanford, Texas, two classic teams are always in it. I think Stanford um, is one of like like of these sixteen teams in it. They're definitely like I think one of the top four that remain. I think Stanford's really, really good. I wa- I was able to watch a lot of them this past weekend because they were always at night. And they were the way that they dealt with adversity, losing the first game or losing the second game in the Stanford Regional, being down 2 nothing early in the loser's ba- bracket to Cal State Fullerton, and then to come back and beat A&M twice was so impressive. This team is one of the most, like, consistent teams they're up there with virginia and wake in my opinion uh so there's that we get the rematch with lsu and kentucky which by far was one of my most favorite series i watched in the regular season i was able to catch game two and some of game three at that during the uh, night i think that was a thursday friday saturday series so i think i watched the thursday one too um so that's gonna be very exciting um, that series was very, very close. Tennessee Southern Miss, just the fact that this regional is at Southern Miss makes it more exciting to me because I like how the smaller, more underdog school gets to host the uh, Super Regional to a Power 5 team. So it all does a lot of justice for me. I really love the opening Saturday slate. That's fair. I think uh, the reason why I don't love this Saturday as much is like selfishly, like, the only way I'll enjoy uh, Wake Forest and Alabama is if that game doesn't go as expected and Alabama keeps it close. <laughs> but, like, in terms of, like, it's, like, almost like Tennessee-Clemson. But also, like, Texas and Stanford is fun. But as somebody that lived in Nebraska the last two years and has seen both those teams in Omaha, because, oh, by the way, Texas has been to Omaha three straight years. Uh, Stanford's been two straight years. That kind of just like I'm not saying that I mean it's it's awesome that we're getting these you know blue blood programs with a chance to go to Omaha, but like and also too selfishly I just hate watching games at the Sunken Diamond on TV, so for that reason alone I have no desire to watch it. <laughs> but I mean I'll still watch it obviously, but less. Oh my okay my mic is rattling interesting, literally just doing my normal stuff. Is it any better, Nick? 
Uh, it, sounds, just, it sounds like on my end that I'm getting some static from you, so that's where I'm confused. Oh, you're getting static from me? I am. I wonder, hold on, let me see if uh, I'm going to awkwardly uh, undo my headphones real quick, Nick. So if you talk, I just know I'm not going to be listening. Okay. Hopefully this helps a little bit. There was a knot in my headphones, so that could have been part of the problem, but I don't know if that is or not. If not, I might be having headphone problems again, which is always great because tired of buying headphones. I think you're good now. It's it's a little bit better. Okay. Well, not Sorry, sure what else would cut, cut you off there, but go no, ahead. you're good. We don't want the worst quality content of all time. I mean, I already it's a, you know, we would have high quality content if you always would start paying us for their advertisements. Um, but, you know, I guess we'll just stay low budget until that check finally comes. Um, but anyways, yeah, I actually kind of noticed it now too, like in terms of like something's moving when I walk that normally doesn't move. So that's intriguing. I'm not wearing anything abnormal, like a bulky hoodie or something. I don't know. Anyways, Watching games with the Sunken Diamond ruins everything for me, so that's less attractive, to be honest. Um, I wonder if it's... Hold on, Nick. I'm going to hang... We're going to end this, and we're going to have an awkward break, and we're going to pick back up. I'm going to try something real quick. Gotcha. Hopefully, this is better. We tried something. I am wearing a quarter zip, and I think the thing... My mic kept hitting the zipper, so I'm wondering if that's what it was. So, hopefully, it's better. We'll find out, I guess. If not, then I have no idea what it is. But anyways, does it sound any better to you, Nick? Yeah, I think it does. Yeah, it's not happening as often. Okay. I mean, I might just sit down and just record at a park bench. Why not? That sounds peaceful. ASMR podcast as well now. But, um, you know, again, like I was saying, Sunken Diamond, not overly attractive to me. You're pumped about LSU Kentucky. I personally don't care at all. I mean, kind of like the same reason I wasn't super amped for UVA Duke. Like, I just don't like seeing stuff that we've seen already. And, like, the LSU-Kentucky series was good in Baton Rouge, but I think LSU is playing better baseball than they were. I mean, Kentucky is too. But I just I, – I would be genuinely shocked if Kentucky won two here. So, like, for that reason alone, it kind of ruins it for me. Um, and then, of course, you know, the last one that – a blank on Tennessee Southern Miss like that one is by far the best one of the day uh, from a standpoint of competitiveness uh, I love nothing more than when Tennessee fans complain about things that like are actually fair but because they're a Tennessee fan they think that they're like owed everything um, so that was funny I hope Southern Miss pummels those clowns um, oops I said that on the podcast oh well I guess I'm not gonna be mayor of Kingsport anytime soon um, actually <laughs> quick story Nick you know how bad it has to be for me to play Enter Sandman at a sporting event? So, in the press box at the Kingsport Axemen, and the team that I am the troll slash DJ for, um, we play Rocky Top in the fifth inning. Because, you know, it's like a tradition, and everyone, you know, in Tennessee immediately has a, a rec- an erection every time it plays. <laughs> um, like they, they were calling for the tarp in the fifth inning because every woman in attendance was immediately wet. But what I did was as soon as like Rocky Top had gone through the first two verses, 
I was so annoyed by the song. Our mascot, like the kid that does the mascot, disgustingly enough, is a diehard Virginia Tech fan. I mean, like, I'll give this kid credit. He was able to chirp me with actual stats about why Virginia Tech's better than Virginia. So, like, he actually, like, was, like, really fun to chat with. So, when we were playing Rocky Top, by the way, our mascot's name is Tennessee instead of Tennessee. Oh, my Cause he's, God. Because he's a wolf named Tennessee, because I guess it sounds like a lumberjack name. I don't know, man. I didn't pick that. I, this was before my time. But anyways, like, it's funny because he's covering his eyes when we're playing Rocky Top. Well, the, the guy that's our uh, PA guy is a Virginia Tech grad as well. So I'm just like, you know what? They were. I made a joke that Enter Sandman gives me nightmares. I played Enter Sandman to drown out Rocky Top. If a Virginia fan is willing to play that, they should tell you how much he cannot stand a certain song. <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, that's besides the point. Go Golden Eagles on multiple occasions in, in both the Eugene Regional as well as the uh, Hattiesburg Regional. But And by the way, shout out to Hattiesburg for not having an Applebee's. Did you see that whole thing on, on Twitter, Nick, with the Tennessee no, fans? Th- this sounds so, interesting. Some Tennessee fan, like, was chirping – the city of Hattiesburg because there was no Applebee's there. And so like the city of uh, Hattiesburg social media account, like responded and was like, sorry that we have over 400 locally family owned restaurants and you can't enjoy your wonderful like lava cake or Oreo shake and whatever, like the, that new special that they're doing at yeah. Applebee's or two for 25 with your Oreo shake or something. Mm-hmm. And I just, I was dying because it's like, the fact, like, people were literally just roasting this guy. Like, you're mad that you can't go to an Applebee's? <laughs> of all the restaurants you chose them not to have that Knoxville has, you chose Applebee's. Like, there's Calhoun's on the river right next to Neyland. That would have made sense. You chose Applebee's. Like That's ridiculous, oh dude. That's someone who has way, like, the fact that they spent time to research this, you know they have way too much time on their hands. So, anyways, <laughs> besides the point, um, you know, I think the Friday ones, hey, it's the first day. That helps, you know, selfishly. Like, Virginia and Duke has me excited, but I'm actually pretty nervous. Um, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing that it's during work, Nick, because I have already decided tomorrow at 12 o'clock. I, uh, hopefully none of my, uh, my bosses listen to this. I don't think they do, or they probably would have yelled at me by now. Um, but I already put a meeting in my calendar from noon to three thirty tomorrow, so nobody can book me or call me. So, oops, my bad. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, I can't remember what I, I put it as like conference call, or I think I put it no, I put it as uh, conference meeting. And I was like playing dumb that like it was scheduled with the SoCon people when they're clearly not trying to talk to me for three and a half hours on a random Friday, right? Um, but you know, whatever. So obviously that's exciting, but like, I'm very juiced for the Indiana state TCU series as well as South Carolina, like South Carolina, Florida of all the, what's the word I'm looking for rematches that I talked about that I don't really like. That's the one I'm most excited about because obviously I saw that first game in person and I watched South Carolina literally spank the living, you know, what out of Florida and we don't really know what South Carolina teams going to show up and Florida for that matter. Cause like I would argue based off regionals, you should pick South Carolina to win this series. Like yeah, South Carolina looks way better than Florida did. Yeah, like, exactly. Florida played, 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 Florida played with their flute food food and just got lucky that they were playing in Gainesville and like, they're clearly better than Texas tech and Yukon. 
they're not going to be clearly talented better, like more talented than uh, South Carolina. So, anyways, that excites me. Again, Oregon and Oral Roberts is super exciting. I don't nothing more than a four seed to get to Omaha, but in a way too, like no matter what, whoever advances from that series excites me because, like, selfishly, like. I enjoy seeing new teams and Oregon hasn't been to Omaha. I don't know if it's ever, but I know it's been a while if it's not. And obviously it's the first time they're hosting a super in their new ballpark. So that's really exciting. Uh, Nick, I don't know if you know this, but PK park where the ducks play, they mm-hmm. own it. So like, it's almost like a flip of Duke. So they own the ballpark, but the Eugene Emeralds, the minor league team play there. Well, the Emeralds are scheduled to be at home this weekend. Oh, so if I'm not mistaken, they push the Emerald games to like early morning. I'm going to double check this, but I want to just like shout that out because, you know, we talk about growing the game all the time. Nothing grows the game more than them literally telling them to shove it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, Let's see. Did they tweet it out yet? Yes. Due to the Oregon Ducks hosting the Super Regional this weekend at PK Park, the Emeralds will be moving their upcoming. Oh, that's right. They moved it to the road. And they'll start on Wednesday and play through Sunday with a doubleheader. That's right. And they just, they're just not even going to make up home games for that. So they literally just moved it. Because there was a talk for a while there that, like, that would be the place to be if you're a baseball nut. Because you go watch minor league baseball and then go watch the Ducks right after. Like, like almost like a super – or almost like a regional-type vibe. One game, clear the park out, game two. <laughs> but Jeez, that's, that's crazy. I've never see, heard, like – a college team that has to share with a minor league team. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, and the, the Ducks own it, just Eugene rents it. I mean, think about it. I mean, Nick, if you haven't seen if you haven't seen PK Park, there's a couple great YouTube videos of like guys going inside that facility. Yeah, I, I think I, I mean, saw one a couple weeks ago. It is one of the nicest, like from a field standpoint, yeah. one of the cleanest looking, just like I mean, it's a professional like the fact that because with all those uh, major league baseball standards now that are required for these minor league parks, like the fact that that is up to standard should tell you that it's obviously nice as hell. <laughs> so, anyways, shout out they to the should Ducks. come look at the San Jose Giants park one more time and make sure that's up to standard. Yeah, they did a lot of renovations inside though. Like the player stuff underneath is actually a lot nicer now. Or reason why I know that was I know they're clubby, but because he was the clubby in Augusta when I was there. But anyways, besides the point, um, back to talking ball. And I'm Friday. You're Saturday. Makes sense. Nick and I will be in person Saturday. I'll be about 15 pounds fatter with a – see, I guess we'll have to talk off air, Nick. I want chicken parm, but I remember you talking about this breakfast sandwich that's, like, to die for, and that sounds really good for, like, you know, a 1030 sandwich. So I might need – did I? What was it again? You you had the egg hot sausage with a hash brown when you came in. That's with your right. That was so good. Yeah. I will yeah. say though, I chicken parm is like chicken parm is literally the one food I never go out of my way to get. But when I get it, it makes me the happiest. Like it's that favorite food that I don't seek. Like when you ask me my favorite food, I say barbecue, like a pulled pork sandwich. But then I realize, ah, yes, but like no. <laughs> but anyways, I think I mean Nick, I'm just saying. You know, a sandwich for the morning, a sandwich, you know, maybe a chicken parm just wrapped up. I'll bring a cooler bag, you know, a nice little snack on the way back. I'm going to need some energy before, you know, trolling the Princeton whistle pigs. Um, so, by the way, Nick, we might have a 
we might be able to get a couple Notre. We have a couple Notre Dame guys on our team in Kingsport. Uh, I was kind of running it by them. They were kind of open to the idea of hopping on the podcast. If we want to, after everything's kind of settled, talk to them about what it was like for them to be robbed of an NCAA tournament spot. So, cause I, I shared with them my sentiments about Oklahoma and they found that hilarious. So, Ooh, um, I, I would love that. So, that sounds so much. So, fun. and one of them was, on. one of them was on your list. He, he knew the list, Mr. Caden uh, Spivey. He's one of their pitchers. So he was on there for a little while for the relievers uh, stuff that you would do. Oh, so, okay. So yeah, he's a true freshman this past year. Super cool guy. Um, so anyways, excited for that, but let's talk ball, Nick. Let's just go regional by regional. Let's talk ACC first though. Cause that's what we're here for. Then we'll go shorter on everything else. Let's go all ACC first, Virginia and Duke. Dude. So we're we're gonna submit our regional, our super regional, excuse me, picks here shortly. Like, I'm gonna make the graphic. It'll go out first thing tomorrow morning. Nick, I have teetered Duke and Virginia this whole time. Nick Parker is starting tomorrow for the Who's, which makes me feel pretty good because when he played Duke earlier this year, he shoved his last outing against ECU. He shoved pretty much every outing that Nick uh, Parker has thrown this year. Like Nick Parker would make it into the Wake Forest rotation. He would probably be fighting Josh Hartle for the third spot, but he could make that rotation. That kid shoves. So from that standpoint, I'm excited. But Dukes, like, they have some sorcery that they do with their pitching. Like, I know I've shouted them out before. I retweeted it earlier this week, so I don't know if you saw it or not. But did you see Friday Starters graphic about the Tampa Bay Blue Devils? No, I didn't. So obviously, you know, the Tampa Bay Rays are famous for what they do point right so Mm -hmm, duke baseball's average the average start length for duke this year is three innings right three hundredth three hundredth in the country there's only like 340 teams that play baseball nick yeah that opener strategy two has them ninth in the country in team era at 4.09 so like that's the part that stresses me out is like anyone that comes out of duke's bullpen or opens or starts or whatever term you want to use for them they're very not they're not wishy-washy because like 80 percent of the time they're on but you just don't know which one's going to be the one that's drank the specials juice this morning like you, i am p- terrified you, of this duke you, team i know so you you had mentioned it um, how Duke does that last podcast, how they're the Tampa Bay Rays of college baseball. Um, and I did get a whiff of that and seen it when they played state in the NCAA, or I'm sorry, the ACC championship, because I had tweeted from our account, why is Duke sending in this reliever who has plus ERA and yada, yada? Well, it, it turns out even though state jumped on him, it almost worked out because the rest of their pitchers just shut. They didn't matter who, and they knew that they could come back. It was very early when state jumped on them in that game. I know eventually it went into extra innings and it didn't work out for Duke, but I saw the strategy and you're right. They do a, they're the Tampa Bay blue devils. They are. Yeah, like, it's crazy. So, again, shout out to Friday Starters. Do they make graphics? I think it's so easy for guys like us who don't have all the time in the world to do every single deep dive research. You know, coming into regional play, 
Duke had one guy with 10 plus starts. Everybody else was wow. like, we had three guys with nine, two guys with five, and one guy with three. So, like, they are constantly switching it up. And the crazy part is, Nick, the strikeout percentage of all these guys, of their top – hold on, let me do the math, make sure I have this right. Of their top ten pitchers, like that's from an innings pitch standpoint, ERA, all that com- kind of combined together, minimum of, uh, of uh, innings pitch of 30, uh, 30, I believe, yeah, minimum of 30. Nine out of the ten of them have a strikeout percentage of above 20%. So these guys aren't just, like – Pitching like, oh, they're getting like, you know, like they're doing a great job with their shifts or their, their defense has been great behind them. Which, I mean, it has been good. I'm not saying that Duke's bad defensively. But these guys are literally doing it themselves half the time. Or I guess technically a quarter of the time if we're being literal here. Right. Like they're shoving. And as much as I love Virginia, man, those guys love to try to be big poppy and hit a home run every time they swing the dang bat. Like I would not be shocked if Geloff strikes out like, 10 times in this super. He might connect on one, but he's going to probably strike out a decent amount too. Yeah. So like from that standpoint, like I'm guessing, I don't know if Duke's announced, I'm going to try to find it real quick, but I'm going to guess they're going to throw Alex Gow here. That's their main starter. He's got the most innings pitched on the year of anybody. His ERA is 4.85 though. Like we've got some opener guys that, you know, I think would make almost a little bit more sense to be honest. Uh, I'm a real big fan of uh, Charlie – I can never say his last name right. I think it's Bielsen or Bielsen, but it's like B-E-I-L-E-N-S-E-N. He's really, really good as one of their more relievers. But, you know, he doesn't have any starts on the year. But I don't know, man. Andrew Healy's been a, a dog for them too. Actually, you know what? Andrew Healy's probably their best pitcher. So, I don't know if they're going to throw Healy though because in a way, like, if I'm Duke – not saying you're not going to beat Nick Parker because that's very doable. It's not like – I mean, I would say at this point any team can beat any team starter. Like, if I'm Alabama, I'm not hesitating from Rhett Louder. You know, like, because Rhett has had a game or two where he looks human. You know, I'd argue he looks somewhat human against George Mason when you factor who George Mason is. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, you know, you factor all that in. But, I mean, dude, I just – let me see if I can find the Duke starter. But <laughs> – from that standpoint alone, man, I am petrified of what Duke can be because they, dude, they can hit the shit out of the ball too. And like, yeah, you know, I, Virginia's pitching like it's so wild to me because normally Nick, as a fan, you're able to turn your glasses off for a minute and go, my heart feels like they always are going to let me down that we have a bad pitching staff. But then obviously I see your tweets every week and there's always guys like, for example, I'm not trying to bash Connolly early. I get par- terrified every time he pitches because he always gives up a run or two. But like you look at his numbers, what is he third in the ACC in strikeouts or something like ungodly, like top five at the bare minimal. Yeah. Like, that kid can shove. But I get so terrified. Like, as a Virginia fan, it's mind-boggling to me how my personal perception of Virginia's pitching is terrible. And then they're, like, top five in the country. <laughs> so it's always hilarious. Like, like the, the pessimistic Virginia fan in me goes, dude, what if we can't do it? Because this past weekend, Virginia didn't really have to like, – like, we saw that Duke has an arsenal to empty out eight, nine, ten, eleven arms and feel confident about it. Where Virginia was like, okay, here's our plan. 
Our starters are all going to go seven innings because they all went seven innings, or at least all went six minimum. They're all going to go six, seven innings. Edinson only went six because he was throwing a no-no, and they're like, oh, we're up like 13 nothing. Let's not pitch him. And they just threw like not bad arms, but against Army they threw some of the more unexperienced arms to give him some postseason experience. Then the ECU games, pretty much like – they used Jay Wolfork, our closer, for literally one batter. Um, why am I drawing a blank on our pitcher's name now? Holy crap. The guy that sees like seven feet tall that pitched. Oh, my goodness. I'm so drawing a blank on his name now. Uh, this is going to drive me nuts, Nick, because I've literally been talking his praises all week to people at work, and now I can't even remember his name. And they just sound like I'm a fake fan when I swear I've been hyping him up all week. But, like, they used Angelo a little bit. They – but it's it was mainly oh my gosh what the heck is his name this uh, is gonna kill me I can help you out he literally had the save in in both games um or I, guess, I don't know if it was actually a save situation I guess last game but oh my goodness what is your name why am I drawing a blank on your go- Jake Barry jeez oh Jake yeah Barry. Jake Barry yeah yeah, yeah, yeah yeah Jake Barry like I should remember that I mean it sounds like a fraternity like bros name big UVA name for sure oh but, yeah um you know. He was literally the only piece out of the bullpen that Virginia really showed. He pitched uh, probably five innings total, four and a third, somewhere in that ballpark. And, like, he was the guy. So, like, you know, a part of me is like, oh, that's actually a really good thing that Virginia can beat a quality ECU team and barely throw anybody. (laughs) But then on the flip side, I go, well, what if Duke does swing the bats? (laughs) The only thing that I think that's saving me, Nick, and then I'll let you go on this regional – is that I selfishly do feel internally that because Virginia lost that series earlier in the year to Duke, when I would say Duke was playing some of its best ball and Virginia was playing some of its worst ball, has me feeling a little bit more confident that a sold-out Charlottesville Regional, a chippy Virginia team who I guess you could say is hot right now. I wouldn't say they're not hot. Maybe they're not smoking hot. They're not like Clemson hot going into the Regional. But, I mean, they're – but they, they played some of their best ball last weekend. So, you know, a part of me goes, I don't think that Duke's like, I don't think they're talent-wise any drastically better than Virginia. So then you factor in home field advantage. And again, there's the, I mean, there's a confidence of taking a series already in Charlottesville. But I think there's also some swagger and some, you know, revenge on the mind of the guys from Virginia who are like, dude, these guys – took two or three of us when we were down pretty bad. <laughs> right. Let's give it to them now. So I, I don't know where I'm leaning. I think I remember when you submitted the picks to me, you said Virginia, and I think you said sweep, didn't you? No, I think I said 2-1 Virginia. Please. No, you did. I think, I think Nick may have – or not Nick. Hayden may have sent me the sweep. You had Virginia sweeping the, the Charlottesville Regional. That was the oh, one that gotcha. you had as like a 3-0. So, yeah, you had it as a 2-1. But – I guess talk to me. What are you thinking on this on this regional? You bring up a good point about how Virginia has been hot lately. And if it if Clemson didn't exist, I think Virginia would be the hottest team in the NCAA because I remember graphics coming up of how Clemson going into this game has won 14 in a row. Well, Virginia has won like nine or ten in a row. And at this point, it's like what gotta be fifth, fourteen. By now, if I'm doing math correctly, like, they, they haven't lost since, you know, their uh, second to last um, series in the season. 
So they've been hot. The thing is, you're right. When they played Duke, Virginia was not playing its best ball. But the question for Duke is, can their strategy, can their analytics and switching the pitchers and doing this thing keep up with Virginia's talent? Now, Duke is hot, too. Duke came out of a really good, a, a pretty good regional. And the, the Coastal is no slouch at all. They had to take two out of three when it was all said and done uh, in Conway. Um, but can Duke, can Duke's strategy talent that Virginia has in a way they can why because Duke I think power for power can't catch up with Virginia but in terms of bats because I think Duke's bats lately have been on fire from uh, Alex Mooney and MJ company they they've just been scorching the ball off the bat uh, lately but can the pitching strategy keep up with you know a borderline pitching staff Virginia that's borderline almost as good as wakes you know so that's the big question I think it all comes down to the pitching I think Duke can keep up with the bats but is Duke's strategy of pitching going to keep up with you know the talented arms that Virginia has Um, I think Virginia's talent will go a long way for them and I think they have that chip on their shoulder to you know beat Duke I think they have the chip yeah, and I think the the other part of it too is like Duke. I have a hard time deciding who was more impressive in their regional because the argument of Virginia, obviously, I mean they had to break a sweat to win their regional because it, it was obviously close games against ECU going into the seventh inning of both. But at the same time, like, they never were actually in an elimination standpoint at all. Duke obviously had to play an elimination game on Monday against a dangerous Coastal Carolina team. There's an argument that ECU is better than Coastal, but I would say Coastal is better than ECU. And I would almost make the argument based off what we saw from Army that Ryder's better than Army. The only – I mean, Oklahoma might be better than UNCW, but – I mean, again, Virginia didn't even have to play Oklahoma. So I don't really know who I would say was more impressive in their regional. But I know from that standpoint, man, like this is going to be a dogfight. Like I don't think this is something that Virginia takes in two. I mean, now I will say it's definitely plausible if they get like if they get what they got from Nick Parker against ECU on Saturday tomorrow against Duke then I wouldn't put it past Virginia taking two of all two because that means that Nick Parker probably went another seven innings. And obviously if, you know, if he's pitching high against ECU, that means Virginia won. And now I think you'll throw Brian Edgington there. Maybe you throw Connolly early depending on who you feel, but I'm probably going to guess they go Brian just because he pitched on Friday against the Army. So he won't have too long of a time off. And Brian Edgington, obviously, was a third-team All-ACC guy. You know, I think he can go five or six innings of quality ball as well. And, like, I want to think that because Virginia's bullpen was so well-rested in their regional that, like, they're going to shove when they get their chance this weekend. So, where Duke, I mean, obviously, I don't think they, like, overuse their arms. But, again, like, every guy is throwing two to three innings when they come into the ballgame. And that adds up over time. 
It's why, like, you know, it's my favorite debate in baseball. The Tampa Bay Rays are the best team in Major League Baseball, but I don't know if they'll ever win a World Series in the next 10 years, Nick, because it always catches up to them. I caught up to them in that Atlanta series during COVID and the World Series where, like, the openers just couldn't go anymore. (laughs) Like, you know, they're going against starters that have plenty of rest and they're (laughs) – these openers are, are throwing three innings every other day. Not really, but, you know, it feels like that sometimes. So, I mean, Nick, I think I'm going to go Duke to a three just because, you know, that already happened. And, wow. And, and, and pessimistic Mike is kicking in. But at the same time, I did pre- predict Virginia to go to Omaha. But that was when I thought they were going to play Coastal. I've said this numerous times, and I can even say it more confidently now because there's no jinx involved. I think Virginia would have hammered Coastal. I really do. I think that Virginia got the tougher matchup because, A, obviously Duke has seen Virginia already this year. But I just don't think Coastal has any pitching. And that's the only, again, the flip side to this that, like, has me hesitant on Duke is, like, the best pitching that Duke probably saw this past regional weekend was Ryder, and they only scored two runs. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't mean any disrespect to the Ryder Bronx, but uh, they are not Virginia's pitching staff. Yeah. So, you know, there's a lot to factor into this, man. I really hope for the sake of, you know, obviously my well-being, my happiness, Virginia gets it done. But, Nick, I I promise you that when I say Duke on this podcast right now, I'm also saying Virginia takes two or three. And then we'll just see what I decide to have the balls to put on social media tomorrow. <laughs> like we'll I see how I wake up feeling. We're gonna do. We're gonna, we're gonna see how I wake up feeling in the morning. But I'm guessing you have Virginia two of three star. Are you sticking with that? I'm sticking with Virginia two of three. Yeah. Okay. All right, Nick. It's time to talk the regional that you and I will literally be sitting our asses on the couch for on Saturday, but not a couch, the couch. Uh, can't wait again. Shout out to Nick and. Shout out to – it's Manasi, right? Or Manasi, I can never say. It's Manasi, Manasi, right? yeah. Or Manasi. So it is Manasi. See, I'm letting my, like – I always say Southerner. Manasi. I know it's yeah. not Manasi. That's but... what I'm saying. I, I was going off of you and letting your little, like, California Southerner kick in. I'm like, I'm pretty sure it's Manasi. It is. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah. When they announce well, his name over the PA system, it's Manasi. Well, shout out to the Manasi-Manasi family. Um, Great. By the way. Great family. Love his grandmother. Love his parents. Hey, Nick, great if family. They, if they come into Diolis, can you just not charge them and charge them to me? Like on a very serious note. I mean, I know that technically Cam's getting the tickets, but like if his family comes in, I'm, are they going to be there Saturday? Or is that why there's tickets available for him? They're, <laughs> I think their family's literally staying in an Airbnb. Well, I shouldn't say the exact location. Uh, I, I should probably not say where they're staying, but. Um, <laughs> They're staying close to the deli. Um, gotcha. So they, they've been in it. They haven't been in this week, but they were in multiple times. Okay. Well, if they, I'm assuming if they, we'll see them tomorrow. If they come in on Saturday, when I, like not even if I'm there per se, but like, you know, obviously I can then give you my card. Their meals on me. Like seriously, like shout out. I mean, I know they're not the ones technically providing the tickets, but you know, they're the reason that cam exists. So <laughs> <laughs> the, the ticket on stuff up is $280. So as long as their meal doesn't cost me $280 in Nick. So help me God, if it costs me $280, I expect the friends and family discount. Um, <laughs> but but it's still going to be cheaper than a ticket to the dang game. So for yeah. that reason alone, I have no problem doing that. The, they're but. the best family. They're, they're the nicest people. Cam, Cam is the man. Like 
he, he, he straight up DM me. Well, I was like, you know, it was late at night. I'm just scrolling through my Twitter that I haven't seen. And I said, oh, Cam followed me on Twitter. That's cool. I'm still scrolling through Twitter. Then I checked my DMs. I was like, oh, 25 minutes later, Cam, Cam DM'd me. I was like, oh, shit. And he offered them up. Like, does your family need tickets? And Cam's not the only one that has done that. Chris Katz has. Will Ray gave my family. We don't even ask. They just, you know, ask us if we need them. So that's just how nice these guys are. They're the best. So, but shout out to Cam. He, he's awesome, dude. Oh, I hope you get a chance to meet him, Micah, because uh, he, he follows the podcast. He follows the Twitter account. Um, and he likes our stuff. So I hope and you get a, to meet him. He, and he's, he's a, a, nice and he's a dog. <laughs> And he's a dog. <laughs> he's a dog. He, he's a psychopath cow, Italian cowboy on the mound. Yeah, he is. Yeah. See, that's the only reason why, like, when you said he was the one that could get me a ticket, like, like, provide tickets, I was like, eh, Italians helping Italians, typical. <laughs> Very typical. Y'all probably, y'all, you probably shared him the family gobble ghoul recipe, didn't you? Uh, that was, he was hooked on the gobble ghoul sandwich. That was his first. That was his first. Do you guys actually have that, though, like, on a serious note? The gobble ghoul sandwich. That'd be fire. Yes, we do. Okay, so up north. As an actual it, thing, let's go. Up, up north, that's what they call it. If you're like from New Jersey, it's called gobble ghoul. But since. Well, what is exactly gobble ghoul again? West, Remind west, me again. We call it Copa. Yeah, so that's what I thought. So uh, I'm not going to lie, Nick. Selfishly, do I have the balls to say I don't want a chicken parm so I can try? Because I can't like ask for three free sandwiches. I know it's in a charity case here. Mmm. I may maybe what I'll do is I'll come into the deli and I'll try a gobble ghoul sandwich, pay for that, and then whatever goodies you give me, I'll take. And you know what I like. So if you give it to me, great. If you don't, you don't. But mm, but yeah, anyways. I I've never had gobble ghoul, so I want to try it. So, anyways, we can keep doing the shenanigans forever. By the way, shout out to Steven Shock. For the amount of times he said shenanigans when I was talking to him this past weekend and on his podcast. And now I use the word shenanigans all the time. So shout out to him. I'm but, hoping his hat comes in time before this weekend. Oh, yes. I need did, his did, hat. Did, did you get it in red? Did you get it in gold? What color did you go with? Because I went. I know dude, you I, DM'd him with NC State. So I did I'm, DM. Well, I, don't, I didn't think red. Wait, red was an option, but it wasn't. It wasn't the uh, script that I wanted. I got the college baseball as rad hat. Yeah, so did you get they it? only had it in black and in like that tannish gold color. So, so you I got went the black tannish gold. Oh, you went to wow! I thought for sure you'd go black, and you know that way it's kind of works for both sides. Good for you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I saw a lot of people wearing them. I was like, hey, in person when you see it, it's like that hat is dope. I love the color, Nick. I don't know if we need to do a clout thing, but if you do get the hat in time. I need to take a selfie with it because I'll be wearing the Rake Forest shirt. And then we can get two college baseball social media accounts that are big to retweet us and hashtag go. clout. Yep. So, but no. Yeah. Anyways, Nick, obviously it's going to be Rhett Louder Day on Friday. Are they, are they going to back to their normal weekend rotation? Because I'm just trying to get an idea because I mean, is Sean healthy? Is he good yet? Do we know? Sean is healthy. He pitched very well this weekend. Oh, that's uh, right. He, he did pitch. He pitched right. in relief, though. That's he right. Was, was, it, was, it, was, it, was it in relief for Seth on that Sunday game? 
or I mean on that uh, Friday game. Is that when he came in? I remember it what was game in relief, he came in for. I think it was in relief for who who start. I think it was relief for Josh on Sunday. On Sunday, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Okay, so so then I guess what would you you know? And you might have insider information, but I'm actually more curious your opinion, even if you do have the insider information. You go red Friday. Do you go Josh on Saturday? I mean, Seth has looked phenomenal. I wonder, do you go Seth on Saturday so you have Josh and Sean on Sunday? What What do you? What would you do? I mean, obviously, you have not. You don't have the ability to convince a coach to do anything, but you can literally tell a coach your opinion because you see him all the freaking time. Um, Corey, what would if if he asked you what your opinion was? What would you say it is? on how he should use his rotation. And disclaimer, this is not us questioning. I know that one time I went on a rant, but that rant was not questioning anything because he didn't even do what I was ranting about. So clearly he knows what he's doing. But disclaimer, I'm not saying, nor Nick is saying that we know more than him. This is just us letting our egos talk for a minute on what we think should happen. Well, I do know the rotation for this weekend. Oh, okay. Well, I'll have you tell me it afterwards. But what would – I guess, do you agree with this rotation then? Because if so, you can just tell me what the rotation is. You know, right. I think – And also, is it not public? Because if it's not public, not that I think an Alabama spy is going to listen to this podcast in time, but I don't want to be the one that breaks it either. So I guess you can make the decision on whether you feel comfortable sharing that on the pod or not too. Because, again, I just don't want to ever burn a bridge because we're out here sharing – information that might not be public i'm assuming it's not i'm gonna say i'm I'm assuming it's not locked wake's been pretty good about yeah try to beat us dude (laughs) yeah we don't have here's the surprise can you hit us (laughs) that's the surprise (laughs) but um i don't think it's a secret because the players themselves are telling us this okay i think i think i'm good to go on saying what it is um so they will definitely go Rhett. Obviously, it's, it will be Rhett Louder Day. Um, now, Sunday, I don't – we will see somewhat of a combination of Josh and Sean. And then if need be, on Monday, Seth is the starter. Okay. I fucking love that. Yeah, I like that. That is a, a great – that was actually the setup I was going to pitch. with, And then just have Sean be the guy that – I mean, hopefully it's not if anything goes south, but if you need an out, you need – but, again, that's the thing that's crazy. Is like, you don't even have to use Sean. Like, you, you're going to use him if you can't. Like, I think Sean is the guy you go to on Saturday to relieve Josh, no matter the situation. Right. Because, like, it's one of those – if you're winning and it's a chance to close it out, I mean, no disrespect to any of the guys coming out of the arm because or out of the bullpen because – I mean, is there a single guy on the Wake Forest bullpen that doesn't have the ability to shove? Probably not. <laughs> now, do they shove every time? No. But do they have the ability to do it at least once? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But... <laughs> I, th- I think two guys proved themselves, like, over the ACC tournament with Derek Crum and Will Ray. I think they proved themselves. Yeah, I, no, I fully agree with you. So, like, you know, because obviously, like, in relief, like, yeah, you can go you can go Cam, you can go Michael Massey, you could go Cole, you could go Derek. You can really go anywhere you want with this, to be honest. But I think, like, your game plan is let Rhett, Rhett Louder throw – not obviously his arm falls off because you want to have him throw him off you get there. But, you know, have Rhett shove his 120 pitches and his 13 strikeouts up uh, Big Al's rear end. Um, and then, you know, obviously maybe that's the game that you kind of go to Cole. I guess who would you go to out of relief on Friday? 
Friday. So I think it would depend on how much of a lead he has. Let's say, um, let's just I say, my, a bit, two, nothing, has a, two nothing game. Big lead. They can throw anybody, to be honest, because I think Wake Forest has the bats to where if it's eight right. nothing. And the, I don't think a single arm is going to relinquish an 8 nothing lead, like an entire 8 nothing lead. Like, they'll be able to go find somebody else that can stop the bleeding. Right. Um, so let's just say it's a 2 nothing, like kind of similar to what it was in a way in George Mason. Like, you know, I remember how it was early. Actually, let's go kind of based off the Miami game where it was very close the whole way. Because Rhett pitched against Miami, didn't he? If I'm not mistaken, in the AC During tournament this, game. The- no, 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 no. That was Josh. Was it Josh? Oh, I thought it was. Oh, no, that's right. Because Rhett pitched. Never mind. That's right. Anyways, scratch that. But let's just say it's a two nothing ball game. It's the eighth inning. Who are you going to? Because I'm going to assume if it's a two nothing ball game, Rhett. Let's just say it's a two run game in general. There's a very good chance that it's not a like a seven to five game. So that means Rhett's probably gone six minimum. So we'll say seventh inning. We'll say we're going to go to the seventh. So okay, no set. more than no more than three innings of relief needed here, unless extras. But we're not we're trying to obviously avoid that with the two nothing lead. So, <laughs> yeah, because I, I was about to say if you're like midway through the eighth and you you might go Cam for yeah. more than three outs. To be honest with you, yeah. Um, and like, and that's the thing is, I know Cam can probably throw four outs on Friday, and then if they for some odd reason need him to clinch it on Sunday, he can still do it. Yeah, like it's yeah. not like like I always laugh when people go, oh, these relievers, they can't do it, dude. These guys can throw sixty pitches in a weekend, like right. just because they don't consistently do it doesn't mean they can't. Like half these guys hope that they'll be long relievers in the in the big leagues one day. Most of these guys aren't trying to be major league closers. A lot of times, major league closers happen by chance, not by like, oh, you're really really good at only throwing eight pitches in an inning. <laughs> yeah. So, so anyways, but. I guess would you? I mean, I'm 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 thinking I go either Cole or Derek there, but I think I'm gonna go Derek. I know that's crazy, but it's it's the Friday game. Maybe you go Cole because I mean Cole has been a little bit better this year, um, from a standpoint yeah. of ERA, strikeouts, and whatnot. And if you're only up two, and like you don't want to race waste Rhett Louder Day. Not saying that I know I'm not trying to go out here and say oh yeah you know Derek would waste it, but like if you are worried about that, maybe you go Cole. But, I think you would. Okay. I mean, again, I don't think you can get the thing. Like, that's the part, I, man, when I look like, you know, the reason why I didn't pick Wake Forest to win the national title in my, you know, my bracket when we did it a couple weeks ago was I just don't – I believe in the whole one-seed curse. But, like, dude, when you look at – like, and I know we're biased because we love these guys. You obviously are even more close to them than I am, and I feel some bond, and they probably don't even know who I am. But, like, in terms of, like, they know, oh, this is the guy that helps Nick on the podcast. That's probably all they know me for. Couldn't pick me out of a, you know, a, a crowd. But, you know, I don't remember a balanced team like this. I really don't. Because, like, it was one thing if they had the pitching, like the relief. Because well, there's been teams that have just had lights out starting and relief pitching. I mean, I look back to even, like, you know, couple of years ago I mean, you could make the argument that was what vandy was the year that you know they robbed nc state of you know a chance to play a national title game but you know they were with kumar rocker and all of them they were filthy pitching but they didn't really hit that well we're like i mean i don't mean any disrespect to danny corona but that's what a seven hole hitter six hole hitter eight hole yeah. hitter, depending on where he's been in the year Sometimes and that dude too. can literally yeah. and that yeah that dude can literally crush a baseball 
better than half of the Alabama lineup. Yeah. I mean, I just, like, that's the thing that's been crazy, man, is, like, there's not a single, like, it's the same thing that I, like, it gets me excited when I watch Virginia. I don't look at a single bat in the lineup and go, oh, liability. Like, I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. And, like, sure, there's some bias to that, but, like, there's also numbers to back up our opinions on that. <laughs> so, dude, I'm – I don't know. I like that idea. So, you said it was Rhett Friday, Josh Saturday, Seth Sunday. Is that correct? Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay, that's a – I think the – I mean, I hate to say it, but I think the Saturday start's going to be the most intriguing one because – and this is not a shot at at uh at Josh because I mean I've I've I feel so bad if Josh listens to this pop I think I'm the biggest hater ever I can literally provide bulletin board material every time he listens to the pot. but <laughs> like Al his brother right? loves us that's great well hopefully his brother doesn't completely hate me for talking not sh- brother but like he always gets the worst start because he is always go- like. And Josh, just as talented. I would almost take, I would take Josh, but like they're they're close, right? Like you can't go wrong with either arm. At the time, the two and the three arm for most teams has a major drop off. So, because Josh gets that luxury, I'm going to assume that he's going to go against Luke, who has a 3.46 ERA. 75 and a third innings pitch this season. He does have a tendency of walking guys and three on the year. That's not, again, I'm not trying to insult Josh here, but yeah, that's a very competitive ERA. You know what I mean? Where, for example, Seth's probably going to get Garrett, Garrett McMillan, who's got almost a five ERA, almost 30 innings, actually, not even almost. He's got 33 innings less pitch than Luke or Jacob McNary, who's their number one guy, their Friday guy. And has half the strikeouts, but almost the same amount of walks. So, like, Seth clearly has the mashup advantage. Rhett is the best pitcher in college baseball, so he clearly has the matchup advantage. So, really, it's kind of up to Josh. Because I, I would lean, like, Josh is, in my opinion, a better starting pitcher than Luke Holman. I've actually watched a couple games of Luke Holman because I've been fascinated with Alabama pre the betting scandal and obviously was way more invested afterwards. Like, they were one of those teams that uh, I found myself watching a lot of, like, their games. Because for whatever reason, they love playing at 7 o'clock. Like, they were always, like, almost staggered starts either before or after Virginia. So, it always worked out well. And because they were a lot of times the SEC Network Plus, fun fact, I love SEC Network Plus games. Because you get, like, these high-quality broadcast journalism students that are trying to break into sports, calling the games. So, like, you see, like, you you see, you hear individuals that know more shit about the game than some of the guys that actually call the ESPN games because right. they care so much about the craft because they're trying to make an impression. So, I always love list. Like, there might be times I might not be watching and I'm literally just listening, but I'm definitely at least somewhat dialed in. So, I've watched Luke pitch. He can throw, but, I mean, Josh Hartle's better. And then when you talk about the bullpen for Alabama, man, they're, <laughs> they're pretty good, too. So that's what's going to be intriguing is, like, Wake can hit better than Alabama for sure. But, I mean, Alabama can definitely, you know, hang pitching-wise. 
But I mean, dude, this just feels like there won't be a, a Monday. Like as yeah. much as I want to see you on a like, there's nothing better than starting my week by seeing you, Nick. <laughs> but and we could probably even just do a live podcast at that point <laughs> together. But I just don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah. You know? Like I just and I'm not this is not a slander on like Alabama should not be playing in this flipping game. <laughs> they should not be a 16 seed. It's my same rant I had with ECU being a two in Charlottesville and Tennessee being a two in Clemson. Dude, that was John Cohen saying, Ha, I work at Auburn. Go get fucked, Alabama. Because <laughs> Alabama is better than Auburn. Alabama, like, dude, Alabama right now should be hosting Indiana State. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Or maybe, yeah. or maybe not hosting. Sorry, that didn't make sense. Indiana State was a 13. They should be hosting TCU. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> right, right. Like, that's where they should be and then bump everybody back a slot. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, it's just ridiculous to me that they're in that scenario. Like, you know, or I could even make an argument that they should be the ones hosting Tennessee, <laughs> which would be kind of sick, to be honest. Tennessee, Alabama, and a super would be fire. <laughs> Not your like, usual third Saturday in October. Yeah, right. Is it the third Saturday in June yet? Uh, no, it's second Saturday. Darn it. <laughs> Damn. That, that, oh, man, Dude, uh, yeah, I'm going to if that would have happened, Nick, and you just would have said that, I would be calling my print shop guy right now, and we'd be putting that shit on eBay right, right now. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That would fly off the wall. Talk, talk about the orders all over Knoxville yeah. and Tuscaloosa. Talk, talk about the college baseball's version of Catholics versus convicts. Oh, missed opportunity there. I know. But, but anyways, um, this Alabama team's good, man. I'm not trying to diminish. Like that's why. Like, and, and Nick, I don't mean this in a bad way because, like, I obviously it's hard to pass up a free ticket and obviously come watch Wake Forest baseball and see you, but. If they weren't playing this talented Alabama team, and let's say they were playing Auburn or playing even Southern Miss, I probably wouldn't make the trip over. Just because, like, I I really want to see what Alabama can do. Because, I mean, like, that's the thing. Like, we're saying we don't see Wake losing. But and this is this is this is this is bad juju, Nick. But I'm gonna just say it because it's how my gut feels. If Alabama wins on Rhett Louder Day, I don't know if Wake's going to Omaha. Like, I don't want to put pressure on that Friday because, again, both Josh and Seth can get the job done on Saturday, Sunday. But think about it, man. Alabama has been a team on fire since their coach literally got fired. <laughs> and they are the type of team that, like, with confidence – and, I, like, that's the one thing I'll give the credit of Wake Forest guys. I will never go, oh, they lost one game. They're going to, like, check out because those guys are – those guys could have lost 17 straight games and still be jacked up. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what you put in those breakfast sandwiches, Nick, but I think the FDA might, might need to look into those orders. Cause I think you're feeding them some, some like something crazy. Cause those guys are always like, I mean, I think the most impressive thing I have seen as a college sports fan was just the fire that Wake Forest had against Maryland on Friday or Saturday night. Oh, like, man. And in like, person, it was nuts. No. Dude, I was so jealous because, like, I was seeing your tweets. And, like, I'm not trying to diminish what Nick tweets. But, you know, Nick and I both get wrapped up in the moment, right? And we'll tweet stuff that, like, it's not hot takes. But, like, you know, for example, when I bash the BC crowd, like, you know, the crowd against BC, like, 
was it really that bad of attendance? No, it was the best attendance they'd ever had in program history. <laughs> but like I expected better, you know? But the like I just watching it on TV, I'm like, I think Nick's underselling that what I'm seeing on TV. So that means it's gotta be ten times better at the couch right now. I mean, like you said, we got Kurtz's family bringing the speaker for walk-ups. Dude, I mean, that's gotta be unreal. Yeah. I hope I hope he does it again, because by the way. Wake Forest, to this day, I went to a lot of college baseball games, Nick. By far the best set of walk-up songs in college baseball. I, I think that the new rule is if you want to be the best team in the country, you have to have fire walk-ups because I don't think a single guy missed on their walk-ups. <laughs> oh, no. I love every single one of their walk-ups. <laughs> like, to the amount of, like, songs that I have, like, that I shazammed when I was there that Friday night because I couldn't just ask you was unreal. <laughs> I'm like, oh, like, dude, I kid you not. I have on like, like our last homestand. Cause obviously we had some series after I went to the wake series. I was using like, like Florida from, or, uh, you know, love from Florida, which I think is, isn't that Adams walk up? I think it is, you know, like the Drake song, Florida from Lo- or, uh, love. Oh from yeah. Florida. I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was Adams. But like, no, no, no. I think it's Lucas. Lucas. Is it Lucas? Oh, I don't know. I'm almost positive it was Adam, but anyways, doesn't matter, dude. I I've I've quote I've clipped that one. I clipped uh, the uh, like RGB or whatever it is. Um, hold on, I'm gonna go right now because they were all just so fire. Like oh, ABG, uh, greatness from Florida with love. I can show you. Like crybaby was on there. Like dude, every single guy. I'm like, good God, can we stop the heat? <laughs> Like, normally there's, like, two or three walk-ups. I'm like, all right, that's pretty good. I, they didn't miss. They didn't miss. And then when you have Cam walk, uh, trotting out to the mound and they, you hear um, save a horse, ride a cowboy. Yeah. Oh. I, don't think, I don't think Cam pitched that Friday I went. I don't think. No, and if he, he did, did not. He six, pitched, I'm say, I think, the Saturday. I'm going to say, because if he did, I didn't hear it. And I'd be really sad because if I would have heard – like, now I hope he pitches on Friday – or, excuse me, on Saturday, Nick – I need some save a horse, ride a cowboy. I'll lose my absolute, like, I, I will be professional because we were obviously sitting in family seats. But, Nick, you've seen me when I get into a game. I will lose yes. my shit for that song. Yes. <laughs> you will get, like, every time it happens, dude, I get chills. Like, I think my favorite thing was, like, that, that ABG song or AGB or ABG or whatever the heck it was. Like, how they do, like, the, uh, you know, they all do the hands up and down to it. That's Nick's. Like, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's Kurtz's song, yeah. Like, that's when they Kurtz. do that, dude, like, I mean, I was going to say that song wasn't good, but when I saw that, it made the song ten times better than what it actually is. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and even though most people couldn't hear the speaker, you yeah. still had the whole stadium just doing it because Nick was up to bat. Yeah, like, and that was cool because Virginia did. Like, I love when there's fans that remember that stuff because, like, that ha- Ethan Anderson for Virginia – has uh, Sleeping on the Blacktop as his walk-up song. He's like, hey, darling, sleeping on the blacktop. Hey, so, yeah. like, they, they clap to it like they would, even if they didn't play it, which I was like, that's sweet. And Virginia did one time play it when they were in a rally situation. I thought that was really funny because, like, it was pretty clear that I was just walking because the whole crowd's clapping to it. <laughs> <laughs> but Virginia was like, yeah, screw it. Like, they did every, I think they did every guy's walk-up song, like, once. Just to kind of, like, Accidentally selected this random song that just happens to be one they really like. Oh, drats. Yeah, Wake did the same thing. <laughs> but, but anyways, like, cause I, I'm pretty sure it's just a warning. That's what they do. I mean, dude, I don't know if you watched the Kentucky series, but 
what they did was they did all their traditions for both Kentucky and whoever like was playing against them, or even like if it was a non-Kentucky game. So like I don't know if he knows, but Kentucky at Kentucky on O two they do Baby Shark every time. And because Kentucky was by far the best pitching staff, they had the most O two counts. But like it was funny because like during Indiana versus Ball State or not Indiana Ball State, Indiana West Virginia on an O two count, they're playing Baby Shark, and all the Kentucky fans are doing the Baby Shark with it. <laughs> they don't even care who's pitching. And I was like, honestly, like I like that because like Kentucky would play like every time someone walked, they would play like you know walk it out, walk it like you know like they would play like as if it was a home game for them. But they did it for both teams. Like I'm actually more pro that than like the whole let's just not play anything that people care about. Because I would argue like if I'm a pitcher and I'm, a, I'm playing in my home building and I hear walk it out after I walk a guy, I'm about to ramp up my uh, my velo pretty quick. <laughs> right. Or I'm just not a college baseball player and I'm soft, which all these guys are college baseball players, so they're not soft. <laughs> but where I would be the soft one, they'd be like, oh, my feelings are hurt. Coach, go to the pen. But, dude, I'm so amped. I mean, I guess, Nick, is there anything you want to say? We can talk about it, but I, I want to give everybody a quick – because we spent a lot of time on the AC ones. So we're going to go through and just pick the rest of the regionals. We're not going to break deep dive them. I might do a – Deep analytics one like I did the other day, Nick, like tomorrow morning, just kind of going through quickly, like the deep analytics of stuff. But, uh-huh. you know, from Alabama standpoint, you know, the guy I think you need to watch, uh, in my opinion, is Andrew Pinkney or Pinkney. Do you know, you have, that, have you heard that name so far? This yes, season, I've Nick? heard of Andrew Pinkney. Yeah, so yeah. He's, he's the right fielder. He's hitting 347, OBP's 451, slugging 653, 17 home runs, 56 RBIs. He's got speed, so he's pretty dangerous on the base pass as well. And Alabama does steal a decent amount of bases. They've got three guys, that have, or excuse me, four guys with eight-plus stolen bases on the year. So that's pretty good. And, again, I mean, I know we don't want to give the SEC credit, but when you have stats like that in the SEC, you clearly are pretty good at it. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously – Tommy Seidel is phenomenal too. Like honestly, their outfield is by far the best outfield I think Wake's seen in a while. I really do like their Wake or their outfield. I mean, Caden Rose is their center fielder. He's only hitting 253, but he's got a pretty good slugging percentage. And again, he is a speed demon. So if he gets on, that's when he becomes very dangerous. He leads the team in stolen bases this season. So, you know, their outfielding crew is very, very good. Um, you know, Ed Johnson at second is pretty good. I'm intrigued to see what Alabama can do. Because, like, I don't want to say that Alabama got lucky, man, because they had to beat a good BC team in that regional final. So I'm not going to say – and they beat them pretty soundly, obviously. But, like, that Troy win wasn't a win. Troy just right. lost that game. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean any disrespect to the Troy Trojans, but their lineup is not more dangerous than Wake. And if Troy is able to mash them for eight, like, that's the thing. That was Troy's number one guy. Or actually, that was Alabama's number one guy. Because they threw their – they threw um, – I believe it was – I think they threw Garrett against Nichols. Let me double-check this real quick so I'm not spewing fake news. But I'm almost positive they didn't go with their main guy against Nichols. Let's see, Alabama Nichols. The box score wants to load. That would be nice. Let's see. Oh, yep, Alabama. Th- no, yeah. So Alabama actually threw their number two guy. 
they threw Luke Holman, who had he went six innings, he had two earned runs. So like again, they didn't throw their number one guy against Nichols and barely won that game four to three. And I mean Nichols obviously threw their number one guy, but no disrespect, I don't even know his name. He's not Rhett Louder. <laughs> so that's not a slander at him because nobody's Rhett Louder. There's only one Rhett Louder day. And you know, I get to guess what, Nick? I get to spend Rhett Louder Day with my bestie. Yay. Whee. <laughs> <laughs> and that just got weird. So we're gonna get back to talking baseball now. But yeah, so Alabama threw wait. Interesting. So you know what? That makes more sense now. I did not realize this, Nick, but in the 1-0 game, Alabama did not throw McNally. Or McNary, not McNally, sorry. McNally's the kid I went to high school with. McNary. Jacob McNary, their number one guy, threw on Sunday against BC. That makes so much more sense now. Because I was really wondering how Troy put up eight on their number one guy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So that's the good thing is, I mean, Good and bad is we're gonna probably have a pitcher's duel. Like, like I need a, I need that game to be under three and a half hours, so I'm not late to the game I have to work that night in Kingsport. But I feel pretty confident that I don't have to worry about that with the two guys pitching. Yeah, <laughs> like I might be on the road before three o'clock. So, but I mean that's the thing. Like, if it comes down, excuse me, to, to Monday, game three. Dude, I don't know how Wake doesn't win the series. Like, I really feel like it's either got to be Alabama sweeps or they're not winning. Because right. I'm telling you, the matchup disadvantage of Seth versus that McMillan kid, it's just not even fair. Like, no disrespect, Garrett McMillan, but you just are not in the same ballpark as Seth Keener. So... That's why, like I said, Nick, like I, I do worry about that Friday game because Alabama can do it. But if Rhett gets it done, it's nothing but better from there. <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited. I would say get your butt to the couch, but uh, you can't really get tickets for under like, you know, like it's literally cheaper, Wake Forest fans, if you're feeling confident to just buy tickets for every Omaha weekend or every single Omaha game at this point. You'll be able to resell them for what you paid for. And be able to say, like, I've debated, Nick. People are selling, like, a bunch of Arkansas fans that I actually not know, but, like, have engaged with on my personal Twitter because a lot of them followed me when, you know, I picked Arkansas to win it all <laughs> on my on my bracket. So, <laughs> a lot of them have been, like, selling their like, – they bought the whole Omaha series. And, like, they're still going. But they're like, oh, I bought four because my neighbor was going to come, and now my neighbor's not going because we're not going. You know, because, like, obviously, like, Arkansas is not attending. Yeah. So, like, he's like, yeah, we'll sell them to you for 800 bucks, And you make, oh, that's a lot of money. $800 for the whole, like, all, whatever, 16 games in Omaha? That's pretty flipping good. That's 45 bucks a game. Yeah. So, or 50 bucks or whatever that rounds up to be like, that's really good. As someone that, you know – has had games where they were 25 bucks. And there's also a lot of games where it's like 150 to get in. So it'll even itself out, I promise. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm amped. I can't wait to be in the cow show. Thank you. Like when, when I saw you calling me at four 30, Nick, call me cocky, but I figured that's what that was about. And I got super excited. <laughs> like <laughs> it took everything in my power to not just be like, yeah, give me all the games. 
and I'll just tell my work I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, ah, I should be responsible. Let me check with them. like Sierra and I are doing a date night tomorrow. So I was like, just want to make sure like she knows that I was not going to be available Saturday afternoon. But like, is she going to be pissed if I leave early in the morning? The only deal is I have to feed the critters in the morning before I leave, Nick. But I'm waking up at seven o'clock to leave anyways. It's really not a big deal. So, <laughs> but actually I'll be waking up at six. I'll be leaving at seven. But all right, Nick, it's now time for this fun little segment we're going to do. I'm stealing this from the College Baseball Nation podcast, so shout out to you guys. They do this thing where they each give each other four regionals or super regionals to pick. They have 30 seconds each. I'm going to give us more time than that, and obviously we still have six regionals left to pick or super regionals to pick. I hate the whole super and then regular. Just They're all regionals at this point. Who cares? But I want to go through, pick the remaining supers, each of us get a minute, and that is it, since we've spent so much time on the ACC one. So I'm sorry, Nick. If there's something you really want to talk about longer, let me know, and then I'll cut my time a little bit shorter. But we're already at about an hour and 30 minutes on the pod, so I kind of want to go a little bit shorter. If- that sounds great. I think that's perfect, honestly. All right. So then let's just go in, in order of games being played. We obviously already did Duke-Virginia. So TCU at Indiana State, Nick, who do you have? Um, ESPN wants us to know that TCU is 0-0 zero and zero on the season, where Indiana State is 45-15. and 15. So clearly Indiana State's going to win based off ESPN's stats. But who do you got, the Horny Toads at home as the road team for two games or the Sycamores, the road team, but the home team for two games? <laughs> I'm going to go with the Horn Frogs on this one. I love Indiana State's story. I think it's great. I I wish they this this series was at Indiana State, but obvi- for obvious reasons, it's not. But TCU is one of the hotter teams that came into this. They were, you know, a sub five hundred team in April, and then they went on this run, won the Big Twelve. Uh, they are very hot. Went into Fayetteville, did a phenomenal job there, and I think they're going to continue it. I think they win this series two to one. I think Indiana State is good enough to keep up with them. Um, obviously because they were able to host, but I think the, I feel like them being in Fort Worth will help them out a lot. So, uh, and I think they are a little bit more talented than Indiana state. So I'll go TCU two to one on this. So here's my scenario, my predicament. TCU is one of the hottest teams in the country. Yeah. I also do not think that the big 12 misses out on a team going to Omaha. And not to be that guy, because I don't want to spoil it, but I think the odds are better for TCU than they are for Texas. That doesn't surprise me. So if you're using that logic, then you have to go with the TCU Horn Frogs, right? Hottest team, Big 12. Like, I think it would be really cool. TCU has a very underrated baseball fan base. So I mean, think about what they've done for the Special Olympics in both Indiana and nationwide with how much money they've already raised. So shout out to the I think it's the Lipton or the Lupton. It's whatever the name of their field is, drinking club. They've been killing it on social media. Obviously, I want nothing more than the Hypnotoad to make an appearance. I don't know if you saw that, but someone had a Hypnotoad flag in the parents' section for TCU against Arkansas. So there's nothing more I want than that in Omaha. Like, think about it. TCU's Hypnotoad in the semifinals for – well, I guess not really the semifinals for baseball, but the final – four, like, you know, our version of the playoffs <laughs> – you know, in baseball and obviously the college football playoff as well. But, dude, 
I think Indiana, like, dude, did you know Indiana State has the best winning percentage on the road this year? And the second in the country and overall wins on the road. They're 21 and seven on the road. And like, yeah, I understand some of that's Missouri Valley Conference, but like some of that's beating Vanderbilt on the road <laughs> and Indiana on the road and Xavier on the road. <laughs> like they've beaten quality teams on the road. Yeah. So I really like Indiana State's pitching staff, Lane Miller and Con- Connor Fenlong, I believe is how you say his last name. Both of those guys can really shove for them offensively. Like, I mean, nobody's like super lights out of a, like a home run hitter or anything like that, but these guys all kind of hit around the same. There's no real drop off in the lineup. Um, and I just, I'm going with the good karma, man. I think if it's one of those things where Indiana State sacrifices the goodwill of the Special Olympics to host this, they actually lose it. But I just think for some reason, man, like, and this is this is a compliment to TCU fans. Like, I'm not saying you should do the opposite of this, but like, I think there's going to be a lot less shit talking from TCU fans than you would get at a normal regional, because right. of the whole scenario, who Indiana State is, why, like the re, like you can tell TCU fans are appreciative of hosting, which they should be. Like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I guarantee you, Tennessee fans would not be treating this the same way as TCU. <laughs> so. Oops, sorry, Tennessee fans. You have a lot of really great people, but you have a lot of buttheads. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I just really like what Indiana State is. So I, I mean, you have TCU in three. I think this goes three no matter what. But I'm going Sycamores in three. Give me America's team. I like it. All right, we move on. We've got South Carolina, Florida. Nick, I'm just going to go sweet and short and simple to the point. Give me South Carolina in three. Florida will win one game against the Gamecocks this year. But I think South Carolina's back. And I think that, like, there's an argument, oh, you know, the whole chip on the shoulder of Florida because they got swept in Columbia. I think there's a chip on the shoulder of South Carolina because everyone's calling that a fluke. So now they get to go to Gainesville to kind of prove that it wasn't. Hey, give me the Yardcocks in three. I like it. I'm a little nervous on this pick because I already gave it to you, but I don't I don't want to switch because I I always go with my initial gut feeling. Uh, at least I try to. I know I've been convinced otherwise a few times here and there. I'm sure people can point that out throughout every kind of show we do, picking these, uh, when you convince me to pick another team. But mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with it. I will stick with the Florida Gators. Um, I think they, they definitely did struggle a bit in their own region, but they got through it. Um, and I, I get it. South Carolina is very hot. They came out of a very tough regional. Um, but I feel like maybe the injuries will catch up to them with a more playing a more talented team. Um, I mean, talent for talent, there really isn't much of a gap, if we're being quite frank. And I know the Yardcocks took advantage of Florida earlier in the year. But Florida, number two, they're hot. I picked them to be in the national championship. I'm going to ride with it. I'm going to go Florida two to one on this. So Florida and three. All right. We go out to Eugene where the Ducks take on the Golden Eagles of Oral Roberts. You know, this might not be the only time I ever say this to you, Nick. It probably will be, but I am wearing socks. Give me Oral. Sorry, this is supposed to be PG. My bad. That was great. No, I think that was awesome. 
<laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, <laughs> that's a new one, honestly. Of all the Oral Roberts jokes, that's that's a funny new one that I have not heard. So kudos to you. That was great. Um, I, I'm gonna go the Ducks. Um, I think. See, gonna... you missed. I'm disappointed in you, Nick, because you missed an opportunity to told me to, to tell me to go duck myself. So you really uh, missed your chance there to keep the joke going. I, I saw. I served you up a meatball, and you didn't want to hit it. Ah, shoot. That's okay, though. But anyways, that continue. That was, good. that was on a tee for me. Damn it. Um, I'll go the Ducks. Um, I think all of Oregon is going to show up to this. I think the home field advantage is going to be huge for them. Um, I think they honestly didn't expect to be hosting a Super Regional, considering that Oral Roberts was coming out of their uh, – coming out of the Stillwater Regional, you know. So I don't I don't think they expected it, but I think they're very happy, and I think they'll all show up. Oregon fans are probably the best West Coast fans. As in oh, terms this is, of like this is going to be the most underrated Super Regional site by far. I agree. It's, I agree like, it's not going to be the best one. Like, it's not going to be the best one. But, but, like, be I wouldn't, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's as good as Winston-Salem with obviously, like, the hype around Winston-Salem is Winston-Salem now. So, like, that's not overly surprising. So, I think that's where it kind of plays in it for me. Nick, before we continue, I'm picking Oral Roberts. I think that they have the next best pitching staff behind Wake from top to bottom. Like, dude, there's not a single guy in their bullpen that can't shove. Like, they're not as great of a hitting team as Wake, obviously. But, like, there's a reason why these guys don't lose very often. <laughs> yeah. So, they're very, very good. Um, I think Oregon's hot at the right time. Like, again – I think whoever wins this super is not going to go winless in Omaha either way. Like, I think they're going to be a thorn in the side of whoever they get paired with, which I guess would be – is that going to be – that's not going to be – because Virginia would get South Carolina, Florida. or I think it would be TCU. Yeah, so like – or Indiana State. So yeah, like I would yeah. not put it past them. to Dude, Indiana State – or I have Indiana State Oral Roberts in an Omaha game. Oh, yes. Definitely sticking with my Oral Roberts pick now. Um, not to be inappropriate, but I just want to tell you, Pac-12 After Dark Twitter was hilarious when they obviously knew this was going to be Oral Roberts in Oregon because there was a debate back and forth between, I'm guessing, bot accounts. Not bot accounts, but, you know, like, like you have, they still have the egg as their profile picture accounts mm-hmm. of which is the more proper stance because Oregon's logo is a giant O. You know what that looks like? Uh, a mouth about to, you know, give oral. So the debate was... Is the Oregon logo swallowing the Oral Roberts logo? Is that, though, like Oregon winning or losing? That was the big debate. So we don't need to have this debate, but I just wanted to plant that seed in your head because I had to see it at 2 o'clock in the morning one day. So now you have to think about it Um, because that was hilarious. But, all right, we move on to the Saturday games. We've got Alabama Wake we already picked. Kentucky LSU. I'm sorry, Kentucky, but – Give me the Tigers in two. Actually, give me three because they're going to have to sweat it because I feel like LSU is, is jinxed and cursed about going to Omaha, but I just don't think Kentucky's good enough. I'm sorry. I love you. I was the first one on you. I was ranking them before anybody was, but they're not better than LSU, especially right now with the way that lineup is hitting for them. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think I, give me LSU in three – um, the lineup, I mean, throughout the regionals just went off. Um, I think Tommy Tanks has really found his stride in the SEC tournament and in this. 
uh, this past regionals. Um, everyone can hit. Like that lineup, top to bottom, is just insane. So I'll take the Tigers in three. All right. Southern Miss, Tennessee. Give me Southern Miss in three. The magic of Scott Barry continues. Tanner Hall will be tired because he pitched two games this past regional weekend, but he will shove. I don't know if everyone's saying he's starting game one on Saturday. If I'm Southern, I start him on Sunday. That way you're not going against Dolander. But, I mean, everyone can, you know, they can do whatever they want. They're grown. But I think it's going to be very intriguing what we get for the pitching matchup. Because, um, I mean, no matter what, Burns, Dolander, whoever Tennessee throws is unreal. Um, I may have even be mixing up a bullpen on with their starters because, they're, again, they're, they're just filthy like that. But give me, uh, give me the Golden Eagles of Southern Miss, the magical run of Scott Barry. Plus, selfishly, I want nothing more than Tennessee fans to complain about they lost their regional because – or super regional because they didn't get to play at home, to which then I will say, well, good thing you got Cam Canarella suspended or you wouldn't even have been there. Right. Yeah, so. I agree. <laughs> I, I'm 100% with you. Give me Southern Miss. They will go to Omaha this year. Um, they Ooh. ran into they ran into Destiny last year. It was Destiny that Ole Miss went on that run in the Coral Gables Regional, and then they went down to Hattiesburg. And <laughs> I will Super. say, I feel really bad for Southern Miss because, I mean, Tennessee's not Ole Miss in that standpoint because, like, Tennessee had a better year than Ole Miss. Yeah, but Tennessee is as close to Ole Miss as they could possibly be. <laughs> yeah. So like, if it happens again, I think Southern Miss would just be like, you know what, I'm done being good. Let's just be a three seed and and be the underdog instead. <laughs> right. I yeah yeah, but I think they get to Omaha this year. I think they take this series two to one. Um, yeah, I just I, I, for. Fans that don't follow college baseball but are big fans of college football, if you think Tennessee football fans are bad, they are just as bad when it comes to baseball. I mean, they're bad all around. I'm sure. I would argue. I would argue they're worse because I would argue they're worse because there's a lot of Tennessee fans that didn't care about baseball until four years ago. I hundred. We're like we're like Tennessee football basketball dude. Like Tennessee football fans have always cared, and like yeah, like. Obviously, they're less vocal when they're losing, but they still cared. Where like baseball, like I mean, and I, I, this is not this is not an insult to any because I really like the staff of people that I met over at Tennessee. They're all great people. But like when people were saying that they should have hosted over Southern Miss, and then like the fans of Tennessee were making fun of Southern Miss ballpark. Hey, Tennessee fans, uh, news alert for you: your ballpark sucks. I've never been, dude. I. When I tell you that, like, I've never been more disappointed attending a ballpark, especially at the college level, than I was attending Lindsey Nelson. Not because of atmosphere, because it has a great atmosphere. But, dude, that ballpark, dude, the concourses are the size of, like, Dioli's hallway to the bathroom. Like, brutal, dude. Like, small ball, like, small for the fans. Like, seats kind of suck. You can't walk all the way around. Like, just not, a, in my opinion, a great place to catch a game, I, to be honest. So, like, of the Power 5 schools I went to this year, Clemson, Louisville, you know, Kentucky, not even close to being as good as those ones. So, anyways, that's besides the point. Time for the final pick. It's uh, – I feel like this is the Nick 
regional because don't, your cousin's going to Texas, right? Is that what it is? Right. Oh is, no, my I was confused for a second because I have a cousin at TC or a one-off cousin at TCU, but no, my sister's going to grad school at Texas, at right? University of Texas. Yes. Yeah. So you've got Texas ties. You're from California, so. In case you didn't know, Nick won't admit it, but he's actually a Stanford fan. Um, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. I have a team yeah. in every conference, so I'm not I'm not slandering you. I mean, you're from Northern California. Like, it's either that or Cal. I personally lean Cal, but, you know, to each their own. You know, Nick's a little bit more proper and smarter than me, so it makes sense. He would go to Stanford because, you know, just a little. Like, you know, Cal's for the smart kids, but not the overly smart like myself, where Nick, you know, genius. I mean, he – literally runs like the greatest restaurant in Winston-Salem with his family. So clearly geniuses. But anyways, with that being said, dude, Stanford is eight and oh and hosting super regionals all time. Make it nine or maybe it's 10. I don't all I know is they're undefeated <laughs> and at least eight wins when hosting supers. So yeah. whatever number it is, if it's eight, make it nine. If it's 10, make it 11. If it's 12, make it 13. They're staying undefeated. I hate that I haven't really picked any sweeps, but I mean, I just think that we have a very evenly matched regional, super regional. So give me, give me the Cardinals over the Longhorns in three. Let's see. I have spoiler. Alert, I have Stanford. I gotta look back at our messages real quick with you, me, and Hayden. Uh, I had them in, yeah, two zero. Okay, so I gotta get used to because. I got so confused for a second, Micah, when you said I have ties to Texas. I was like, what? I was like, oh, yeah, my sister's going to grad school there. So I guess <laughs> Texas is going to be my big 12 school for now, I guess, until they join the SEC. Um, but I'm, I'm rocking with Stanford. They are, they're, they are my Pac-12 team. I've always rooted for Stanford. I always hope they always do well in the Pac-12. Uh, my brother is the – Biggest Christian McCaffrey fan you'll ever meet in your life. He loves Christian McCaffrey. His senior year of high school, he started wearing the headband. And my brother, like, <laughs> he didn't even he didn't even play running back. My brother played linebacker. He got like <laughs> one snap at running back because I think his senior year, both his running backs got hurt, um, and and during during one of the games, so he went for a flat wideout or something, or for a screen pass. It was pretty funny, but that's great. Biggest Stanford fan, my brother. Uh, but I'll go Stanford, not only because you know I hope they win, um, but they catching them this weekend. They are so sound. They dealt with adversity in their own regional. They, this is their fifth super regional in a row. Um, they're going to make it to Omaha. It, it's weird not having a Stanford team not be in Omaha, and I think they will. They're just – they're so sound, dude. They're, they, they, they're literally Wake Forest of the yeah. in my opinion. They, they can hit. They, 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 what you don't see a lot anymore in baseball is a lot of strategy. Obviously, you see it with Duke. But in terms of hitting the ball, Stanford does a lot of strategic things, man. And it's yeah. very impressive and, to watch. And, and that's why – I shout out to the D1 Baseball Podcast. They brought this up. I was listening to their Super Regionals preview earlier today, and it's a good point because I remember thinking about it last year when I saw Stanford in Omaha, like in person. You know, Stanford has the tendency that they struggle in Omaha because Omaha is a pitcher's park. You know, obviously it's not like 
like I, I do, I am curious to see how Wake performs if they get there, just because like the couch is a launching pad and you're going into a pitcher's park. Pretty like it's gonna be great for guys like Red. Like I honestly wouldn't be shocked if like Wake Forest, if they were to win the national title, would be like the first team to allow less than three runs <laughs> on the way to do it. <laughs> but like you know, Stanford knows how to play their park. It's not like the couch, but it's a it's a hitters friendly ballpark. You know, especially during the daytime that the balls fly out pretty well there. Um, you know, the wind seems to be blowing out. Like how many times do we see the home runs in those uh, um, it's oak trees or whatever they are out there? But, you know, yeah, they have the home field advantage here. I like Texas a lot, but, I mean, this is a Texas team that's literally been hot and cold every other weekend. So I'm kind of feeling like it's cold this weekend because it was yeah. hot, hot for the Big 12 tournament. Or excuse me, hot for the last weekend of the Big 12, cold for the Big 12 tournament, hot this past regional weekend, cold again this weekend. So, all right, well, that wraps this up. Nick, any final thoughts before we go? I'm good. I can't wait to see you on Saturday. I'll text you. We'll obviously figure out meeting times, all that stuff. But I've got nothing else to say but go ACC. So you can say your last thoughts and send us off. Um. I, I did want to say this a few weeks ago, but I never uh, – it just kept slipping my mind. But uh, these sports have finished, concluded their seasons. I just want to shout out to the uh, other spring sports, tennis, uh, track, whatever. Uh, I paid – obviously, I was paying attention to the women's tennis team for NC State who made it to the national championship and obviously Carolina and the men's tennis team for Virginia. Fun fact, Micah, we did feed that championship team like two months ago. They came right. to Delhi. So that whatever, was whatever you fed Virginia is what you have to feed Wake this weekend. Yeah. I don't make yeah. the rules. It's now national championship food. <laughs> Dude, imagine, I'm just saying, imagine if Wake wins the title, you should make that a legitimate flyer that you send out to institutions. Yeah. Like yeah. we fed Virginia men's tennis national champions. We fed, you know, Wake Forest baseball national champions. I'm sure you could probably find another school that you fed that either made it to the national championship or won it. Probably like, like UNC women's soccer. Yeah. Like something like that where you can just be like, look, look at us. Yeah. Like right. food's uh, going to be but- fire and we clearly know how to help you win games. Yeah. Yeah. So I just want to shout out those sports. I know we didn't cover them a lot. But um, just the run in the AC, the ACC specifically had in those other spring sports was quite impressive to watch. And obviously, um, lacrosse to Notre Dame won the national championship, yep. Micah. Notre Dame beat Duke after barely beating Virginia. Honestly, I mean, Penn State got robbed by Duke, to be honest. That was That's bullshit. Yeah. But, like, yeah. but, like, it was a, pretty much an all-ACC tournament. So, yeah. right. uh, the ACC literally stopped doing a men's lacrosse tournament because they realized it wasn't – it was almost hurting their teams because they already played each other all in the regular season. And it just gave like made sure that every team except one lost their last game going into the tournament. <laughs> and they're realizing they were just playing three times then. Cause a lot of times like the final four matchups would be like, Oh, it's Virginia Duke for the third time in like four weeks. Crazy. <laughs> but yeah, no, it was great. Yeah. So good, so, good shout out yeah. there, Nick. But yeah. Not, um, anything else? Let's see. I do – I haven't told you this, Micah. I do have some things planned for Twitter uh, once the season ends. Obviously, I don't want to put anything out, but some little fun off-season that 
period where before we start diving in back into college football, I have some fun things that, you know, I want to tweet out that I want to run by you that I think you would think is fun too. some, you know, lighthearted, like it, it's fun. I'll, I'll send you a picture. So just to keep the content going while we're in the dead heat of summer, uh, I'm sure you and I will get a break too. So just to keep the Twitter engagements going. So we won't leave you guys. We will still be here once baseball season's over, but that's about it, man. I can't wait to see you. Um, it, it, this literally seeing you has just made my weekend. Like I didn't want to go to the Wake Forest game on Saturday by myself. Cause I know my family couldn't come. Uh, but the fact that you're going to be there, I can't wait for you to meet everybody. All the families be there, uh, for the super regional. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of fun, man. I can't wait for this weekend. It's going to be great. Absolutely. Well, as always, everyone, it means just a little bit less here in ACC country. Um, if you hear an ACC chant on Saturday, I can almost promise that I might not have started it, but I will definitely be joining in. Who knows, Nick? Maybe maybe we'll be able to record an ACC chant where both of us are in it. And that can that be our be- new opening for the podcast. But If the Wake fans are doing it at midnight against Maryland, they will surely do it prime time against Alabama. Very true. Might have to make a sign. Might, oh, you know, Nick, we're putting a Twitter poll out. I have one other shirt that might beat the Rake Forest shirt. Do you know what that shirt is? Is it? Oh, ACC, SEC can kiss my ACC. That is correct. <laughs> I like so, it. I like it. So I don't know which one I'm going to rock, Nick. We may have to put that out on Twitter. If you want to tweet that out, Nick, I'll let you do that. If you can decide whether that's worth a tweet or not, you are our Twitter expert. But you you send me the pictures of the shirts, and I'll get them out. There. I'll send you a picture of me wearing both shirts because I have a picture. I don't know if I like have like I don't really want to go into my closet and take them, so I'll just pull up pictures of the times I've worn them, and we'll let the folks decide which shirt I should rock. But got it. And I might just have to make a sign that says the SEC can kiss my ACC. So we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. But actually, that probably will get banned. You know, if they're banning free cam or whatever it is, free cam posters, they're probably going to ban ones that are quite literally just changing curse words. But, (laughs) but all right. Anyways, thank you everybody for listening. It means just a little bit less here in ACC country. And as the good people say, go ACC.